The media blows my mind. This last week in the media just blows my mind. It gives me purpose. The purpose of this show. This last week in the media. Do me a favor and give this episode a listen and tell me if your mind's not blown too. I mean, have they figured it out yet? Has the media even figured out yet what they've done this past week? I'm talking about all the media that occupies a ton of space in our political discourse. Cable news, print media, magazines, newspapers, websites, radio, podcast, social media, all influencing our collective mindset and almost 100 percent. A hundred percent of left-leaning media had the same reaction to the CNN town hall with Donald Trump. Now, I went off about it last episode. Oh, I said some things. I said some things. I called some people some names. And I'm not going to rehash it. But based on the continued coverage I saw last week, let me just clarify some of what I said last episode. And by the way, today is May 22nd, 2023. Check out the last episode if you haven't. And you'll have a better understanding of some things I'm about to say. Welcome to the Comparison Group podcast. Like I said, let me clarify. On the CNN town hall with Donald Trump, the same media outlets, media personalities condemning CNN for giving Donald Trump a platform to spew his lies and act like a fool are the same media outlets and media personalities who make a living giving Donald Trump a platform to spew his lies and act like a fool. If you think that's what he's doing now, now listen to me now, listen to me. One of the media personalities most critical about CNN was Joe Scarborough on MSNBC, the morning host. He was livid. How dare CNN give Donald Trump a platform to speak his wackiness. So what did Joe Scarborough do when I tuned in his show last week, Monday morning, 6 a.m., right after the previous week that he had been criticizing CNN, what did he start his show with on 6 a.m. on MSNBC? Donald Trump's wacky Mother's Day message. That's what he started the show with. Let's talk about Donald Trump's wacky Mother's Day message. Now, did I need to hear about Donald Trump's wacky Mother's Day message? No, no. I could have lived my whole life without hearing Donald Trump's wacky Mother's Day message. But Joe Scarborough felt the need to give Donald Trump a platform to tell me about it. Some of the people I listened to last week said, shame on you, CNN. Shame on you for airing that crap. Letting Trump spread his lies. Lies like this. And then they played clips from the CNN town hall to make their point. Nobody thought, no, none of these people said, you know, if you haven't heard it, I'm not going to play it because then I'd just be doing the same thing that CNN did, what I'm criticizing CNN for amplifying Donald Trump's whatever. They played clips of the very thing they were criticizing. Ah, what's the use? We, we got to change our mindset. We got to change our mindset when it comes to Donald Trump. I mean, if you have a problem with Donald Trump, 
I'm hoping and I'm assuming and I'm wishing that I'm talking to both. I'm talking to people who don't have a problem with Donald Trump and people who do have a problem with Donald Trump. If you don't have a problem with Donald Trump, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing just fine. But the people who do have a problem with Donald Trump, you've got to change your mindset. you got to make up your mind. How are you going to deal with him? Major sports professional broadcasters, they figured it out. They figured out how to deal with an idiot. If you think Donald Trump is an idiot, what do they do? When some drunken idiot runs out onto the football field or the baseball diamond, what do they do? They cut away. They don't give him any coverage. They cut away. They don't show it. They used to. But they figured out that just encourages people to do this. So if anyone runs onto the field, we'll cut away. We won't show it. So you have to make up your mind. You're either going to not give Donald Trump any coverage whatsoever or you are one or the other. Now, Donald Trump running for president is not some drunken fool running out onto a baseball field. Some people may say they're very similar, but it's not. It's not. So. I don't know that you can solve the problem in that way by just saying we're not going to give him any coverage whatsoever. But what I do know is if we continue to have a media and people with the mindset of the same time they're complaining, give me it, give me it, give me, give me more, give me more Donald Trump nonsense. Give me more. People tune in for it. They're a little disappointed if they don't get the criticism, the critique, the anger, the rants about Donald Trump. If I turn on Saturday Night Live and they don't start the show with some Donald Trump skit, I'm a little upset. I'm a little disappointed. Well, media has become the same way. As much as people complain about the coverage, they want to hear the negativity. They want the coverage. They want to hear that Mother's Day message because they want the criticism and the rants about Donald Trump. Got to make up your mind. I'll talk more about that a little bit later. I'll give you a suggestion. You know this podcast. This is the Ideas, Solutions, and Suggestions podcast. Pretty much every episode, I'm going to try and give you an idea, solution, or suggestion to whatever I'm talking about. And so I'll get to that later, a suggestion on how to deal with Donald Trump. First, let me continue to give a tongue lashing to the media and why we need to change our mindset when it comes to the media that we consume, the places we go to get information. And changing your mindset, your mindset is just another way of saying changing your way of thinking. We need to constantly examine our way of thinking, even on things we are pretty settled on, things that we are pretty convinced we either understand or we know about or we have an opinion one way or the other about. But let me ask you this question. How familiar are you with the Durham report? The Durham report, it was just released last week. Another thing. As I said from the media last week, that blew my mind. How familiar are you with it? If you say not at all, don't worry. You're not alone. Listen to this. Years long investigation is over and John Durham, the special counsel investigating whether there was any misconduct by the FBI in the Trump Russia investigation, just released his findings. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped. And it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It is, regardless, devastating to the FBI. And to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. So that's it in a nutshell, what it is. The Dorm Report, the Dorm Investigation. I'm assuming a lot of people are not super familiar with it, haven't been paying attention. And I'm certainly not going to be able to explain it to you here in detail in the time that I want to 
give to this. So it's basically, you remember the story of Donald Trump colluding with the Russians, his campaign colluding with the Russians in order to help him become president. There was an investigation by Robert Mueller. Robert Mueller had his findings. He had his indictments of Russia, Russians. He had his indictments of Americans. People went to jail over it, over the Mueller investigation. Well, along comes Donald Trump and his attorney, General Barr. They want to investigate the investigation. And so that's what Doran was doing, looking to see if there was wrongdoing by the Obama Justice Department, the attorney general, his attorney general at the time, and the FBI in even starting this Russia Trump collusion investigation. That's what the Dorham report was looking for. So after millions of dollars, four years, hundreds of pages of a report, what did it find? Well, it depends on who you listen to. Let's see how left-leaning media covered it, covered what Dorham found. I mean, a lot going on and a lot not going on. If you read John Durham's report, oh. I mean, oh. Mika, this guy was the longest serving special counsel, four years. And the report offers us no new charges, no new revelations, not even new suggested rules for the FBI. I mean, they were so horrible. He didn't even suggest any new rules. He also had investigations into political matters that he, he ended up offering no advice on, just more bad writing and more Bush League posturing to Trumpers and not any convictions. It's another sad, pathetic attempt to make suckers. And we remember this because we showed their headlines. He wanted to make suckers of pro-Trump cable news hosts and right-wing newspapers that already get burned peddling his lies before. The only good news is at least his four-year taxpayer-funded boondoggle that was funded by working Americans, paying him to walk through the fevered swamps of Trumpism is over. In this report, now he does criticize a lot of the ways that the FBI handled this evidence, but really importantly, he doesn't find evidence of political bias, even though there were obviously FBI agents like Pete Strzok who did express bias against Trump. He doesn't find that any of the key decisions were motivated by political bias. He doesn't find corruption. He doesn't find the crime of the century. Uh, it, you know, it was really weak sauce uh, after a $6 million four-year investigation, um, leaving a lot of questions behind. So that's how a popular left-leaning show saw the Dorn Report. Eh, big waste of time, waste of money, nothing new, nothing found, no charges, no criminal charges, no political bias, even though there was political bias by the one guy who we know about, who's now an MSNBC contributor, but no political bias by the decision makers, but there was confirmation bias against one political party. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. but. That's how the left saw it. They used phrases like, ah, yeah, the FBI got out a little bit over their skis. FBI got a little bit, you know, overzealous in the investigation. But, you know, nothing major. They used phrases like, there was just no there there. Another phrase I hate that they overuse in the media. Eh, there was just no there there. So let's listen to how right-leaning media saw it. It was a coup. Say it. It was a coup. It was a coup. And they'll do it again. 
Expect no apologies from these people at all. None. If you are sitting here today waiting for the media to acknowledge their role in an absolute coup in the Trump during the Trump presidency, don't hold your breath. You'll be dead. I don't have time to resuscitate anyone today. The Durham report came out yesterday and said, unsurprisingly to anyone, we told you this was a hoax the entire time. The idea that Trump was colluding with the Russians to steal an election and that the Russians were getting ready to blackmail him because they had him on tape getting peed on by a prostitute in a Moscow hotel room. I told you from the start, did we not, Joseph? The entire story's made up. There is no hotel room. There is no pee-pee tape. There is no collusion. There is no Putin-Trump relationship at all. There is nothing there. Durham does a $6 million report yesterday, quote, neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have uh, possessed any any, that word's doing a lot of work here, folks, appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at, commitment, at commencement of the investigation. In other words, they started an investigation over nothing. They've got nothing. They never had anything. This was a coup. I don't care what you hear on television from this point on. They never possessed any evidence of collusion in their holdings. Ever. The entire thing was bull. The entire thing. The whole time. Now you may say, well, if the entire thing was bull, well, who knew it was bull? The answer, everyone. Because we also found out in Durham's report yesterday that Obama, Biden, Attorney General Lynch, FBI Director Jim Comey, that they were briefed by CIA Director John Brennan in July of 2016, that Hillary Clinton was prepared to give the double-barreled middle finger to Donald Trump and make up a scheme about Trump colluding with the Russians. Why was she doing it? To distract from her very real email scandal. Nobody gets treated differently when it comes to the Justice Department because nobody is above the law. He knew Donald Trump was being targeted and framed for a fake crime. Ladies and gentlemen, Obama should be locked up for this. Holy smokes. That's two pretty popular shows, one on the left, one on the right. The one on the right feels like Barack Obama belongs in jail, in prison. It was a coup. It was attempted coup. What Obama's Justice Department and Loretta Lynch and the FBI did to Donald Trump. The one on the left, eh, eh, nothing, no big deal. How's that possible? Now, is there any doubt in your mind I couldn't play you plenty of clips from the left or the right saying the exact same thing? Is there any doubt? Do you think there's anyone out there on the left seeing it different? Do you think there's anybody out there on the right seeing it different? I have clips. I was going to play more, but I said, nah. I, I got I to remember, I'm talking to an intelligent audience. I have to assume I'm talking to an intelligent audience. And so, you know, the coverage on the left, the coverage on the right, completely different. Here's just one other clip. Here's Joy Reid from MSNBC. Here's how she introduced the breaking news of the Dome report being released. 
And at long last, we finally have our hands on the much-heralded Durham report on the origins of the Trump-Russia probe. And he found about as much as Geraldo Rivera did in Al Capone's vault. Holy smokes. Am I listening to media? How is this possible? What are American citizens supposed to believe? Where are we supposed to get information? How can any citizen of this country, on the left or on the right, trust the media? And it pains me to say that. Maybe I should say, how can we rely on the media? When the same report that says the exact same thing gets released, and we have media that reports on it in such a different way, how is that possible? Is it really so hard to be unbiased when a story like this comes out? I don't think so. I can do it. Here, watch. I'll do it. Yeah, based on the findings from the Dawn Report, looks like the FBI really screwed up. Not the first time. Won't be the last. Serious reforms need to be put in place to guard against this in the future. And the FBI realized that because they made hundreds of changes after the Inspector General's report to guard against this happening again. Their job is to protect us, but they can't become so overzealous they break the law to do so, even when the target of the investigation is like someone like Donald Trump, who's as crooked as a Biden on crack. He still has constitutional rights. See? Unbiased. And even being unbiased or trying to be unbiased, people are going to see it the way they're going to see it. People are going to think to themselves, wait a second here. The guy on the right is saying Donald Trump and his campaign didn't do anything wrong. No Russia collusion. But didn't I recall some sort of emails between Trump Jr. and some Russian and some Trump Tower meeting where they're talking about we have dirt on Hillary Clinton? And didn't the report also include hundreds, hundreds, way too many communications back and forth between people in the Trump campaign and Russia? And no one could explain what all of those communications were all about. And didn't Paul Manafort get busted giving polling data of swing states to a Russian? Wasn't that also in the report? Now, the person on the right says, oh, yeah, OK, but they said that person was a Russian spy. This Denchenko, I think was the guy's name, but he wasn't a Russian spy. He actually had worked in the Obama administration. OK. That doesn't explain why Paul Manafort was giving this guy polling data of swing states. So if you're on the left, you go, wait a second here. Of course there's a problem. Now, if you're on the right, you go, yeah, but the FBI had no evidence to even open this investigation. The report found they were biased. They call it confirmation biased. I call it Trump biased. If I'm on the right. It seems painfully obvious that the FBI and the Justice Department were out to take down Trump because they assumed, assumed there must be a crime. They didn't have evidence of a crime. They just assumed there was a crime and they were going to do an investigation until they found the evidence that they assumed existed that they didn't have it. They didn't have the evidence to conduct the investigation. That's what the report found. So you can see both sides of it. And so both sides of it should be reported by our media. Why is that so hard? Why don't we expect that? I've just about given up on expecting it. And it's why I try and take in as much information as I can. 
so I can present it to you here. I've told you before, it's why I listen to conservative media, even though I don't necessarily consider myself a conservative. I listen because maybe you can't, maybe you don't want to. So hopefully I can present a show that presents the full picture. And sometimes I will present you left-leaning media that I think hits the nail on the head, which I'll do in a second. And other times I present right-leaning media that I think hits the nail on the head. And so in reference to the Dome Report, let me present you something from right-leaning media that I think hits the nail on the head. Listen to this. I've been kind of amused by the efforts to play it down that we're seeing in some of the media, which um, we're most guilty of swallowing the FBI's uh, uh, leaks and the, and the legitimacy of this investigation. It, it, their reasoning seems to be that because because uh, Durham didn't bring any new allegations, any new indictments, that therefore this is a nothing burger. And the premise of that is that in order for these senior officials implicated in the wrongdoing here uh, to have done anything wrong, they would have had to commit a crime. Uh, or they wouldn't be guilty of the most gross professional misconduct. The, 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 the behavior behave, uh, described in this report is really, really very serious misconduct, political bias, political involvement, all the things that the FBI, even under its old rules and before it was reformed, should, no FBI agent should have been involved in anything like that. That's Britt Hume from Fox News. He hits the nail on the head. And I've heard similar things like that said on the left when it comes to Donald Trump. Just because there aren't criminal charges doesn't mean he didn't do anything wrong. There weren't criminal charges from the Mueller report. Do you think that meant he didn't do anything wrong? As though Brit Hume is, is telling you, you will hear on left-leaning media quite a bit, ah, no charges, no indictments. Durham didn't find any new indictments, any new criminal charges, and therefore nothing. Waste of time. And yet it wasn't a waste of time because... There was wrongdoing on the part of FBI officials, high-ranking FBI officials, and they acknowledged that after the Inspector General's report that was done, before the Dawn report, and made hundreds of changes because of it. And so for us to not be informed of that, for us to be told by one side it was nothing and the other side Obama belongs in jail, it is creating a major, major, major problem in this country that we are aware of but we are insistent on allowing to continue to happen by giving these people our eyes and ears, by believing our source of information is the correct source of information. Even though the fact is, it would appear we have no sources of information we can really rely on. According to a survey conducted by Gallup and the Knight Foundation back in February of 2023, half of Americans believe national news organizations intend to mislead or misinform the public. Intend to. Only 23% of respondents believe journalists were acting in the public's best interest. You know, where is that article? I'll post it to the website, www.thecomparisongroup.com, but I want to read one thing to you from the article that stuck out to me. The ability of many people to instantly learn news from a device they hold in their hand, the rapid pace of the news cycle and an increased number of news sources would indicate that more Americans are on top of the news than ever before. Instead, an information overload appears to have, have had the opposite effect. The survey said 61% of Americans believe these factors make it harder to stay informed, while 37% said it's easier. 
So get a load of that. How shocking is that? With the ease of access to information, all the information sources out there constantly coming at us, people are saying the overload of information makes it harder for us to understand what the heck is going on rather than easier. And why is that? I just played for you why that is. Because you get two completely opposite stories on the same news item and you get flooded with it. Flooded. And it's not a right problem or a left problem. If you're on the left, there's a good chance you didn't even know the dorm special counsel was going on, much less what it was. How could that be a good thing? And if you still think it doesn't matter, if you think it doesn't matter what Dorm said in his report, not going to change your vote, doesn't matter what conservative media is talking about or how they feel, not going to change your vote, doesn't matter if some liberals are upset about what happened at some town hall, not going to change your vote. If you think it doesn't matter, it does. It absolutely does. People on the left talk a whole lot about extremists on the right. Now, even if most people on the right don't believe 100% in deep state conspiracies or QAnon conspiracies, that dem Democrats are drinking the blood of babies, they don't have to. They don't have to believe all the stuff about the election being stolen. They don't have to believe there's a double standard in the media or that FBI or big tech are working for the Democrats to influence elections. I've said it many times before. All it takes is a thread. You just need a thread to pull on. Just give people a thread to pull on and people will develop a passionate hatred and dread for Democrats, the same as people do for Republicans. So the left do themselves no service by allowing those threads to be pulled, by ignoring or dismissing them, because people will exploit that. It matters. Knowing what's being said on all forms of media matters. When one side says the Dawn Report found nothing, no big deal, a couple of FBI agents, meh, made a couple of mistakes, and the other side says Obama belongs in prison. Well, the accuracy lies somewhere in there. Somewhere in between those two feelings, there must be some accuracy, but that space doesn't exist. That accuracy space doesn't exist in our media. And so that space is filled at times by Donald Trump and at other times by foreign powers who know the best way to beat America is to divide America. Make America beat itself. That's exactly what we're doing when we allow our media to present the information to us the way that they do. But all is not lost. Let me wrap up by doubling back to that town hall. I was trying to listen to different left-leaning shows and their reaction because I was curious if anyone would have seen it the way I saw it. If anyone on the left would have had a different reaction to condemning CNN for giving Donald Trump that platform. And surprise, surprise, I found one. And I was surprised partly because it was a show I would not have expected to find the reaction to the Trump town hall that they, that they did. It was the show Pod Save America, the podcast Pod Save America. Here's what they said. We, the kind of careful watchers of politics, can see how bad and dangerous he is, but most people can't. But that's not true. 
right? And there's a little bit of, I think, working the refs or attacking CNN because you're afraid of what happens when Trump's words hit people's ears. And I think that, to me, is can be, I think, the least helpful form of sort of media outrage. I think it's, what do you think the media's job is? I don't necessarily think that the media's job is to defeat Donald Trump or when they interview certainly him. Not. It's certainly not. To, when they interview him to like act like we would if we interviewed Donald Trump. That's not their job. I do think their job is to just report in an objective way what he's doing, what he's saying, mm-hmm. and then let people decide for themselves. Sure. And you're right. Most people in the country have made up their minds about Donald Trump. But again, it's just it's re- it's reminding people what he is doing, what he is saying all the time, because otherwise, you know, it all sort of gets mashed up and you forget all we the forget crazy everything. Sh- we and, forgot, I forgot all that Mike Flynn stuff I just read. I forgot and, most of that until I read it today. And that Donald Trump is at his least popular when he's most present, mm. which is another lesson that I think yes. we, we kind of our memories lose resolution. To your point about 2016, though, if you gave me a choice between uh, I wish we had more fact checks on Donald Trump's speeches or uh, a f- uh, a f- fewer stories about Hillary Clinton's emails. I definitely take the fewer stories about Hillary's emails over of the course, fact checks. It was the, the, not, we are not fact checking our way uh, to a Donald Trump defeat in 2024. Bravo. Bravo. They nailed it. Pod Save America. They nailed it. I don't know who the guy was. One of the guys, did you hear he said Donald Trump is at his least popular when he's most president? Pre- <laughs> president. When he's most present. We shouldn't need someone to tell us that. We should know that. Why should we know that? Because back when Donald Trump was president of the United States, the people around him, the people who had to control him, understood you cannot let this guy talk to people. You just can't. His attorneys are on record as saying he's incapable of telling the truth. You cannot let him testify under oath. The people who were in charge of being the go-between with the media wouldn't give the media microphones so you couldn't hear the questions they could answer. They could ask. You could only hear his answers. He would go out and stand in front of that running helicopter and answer questions so you could barely hear what anyone was saying. When he would go on to do interviews, they would insist the interviews be taped so that they could see first what he said and edit out anything crazy. And the interviews still turned out to be crazy after the editing. The more raw, unfiltered Donald Trump people get, the worse it is for Donald Trump. Remember back to the debates with Joe Biden. The first debate was a disaster for raw, unfiltered Trump. We all know it canceled the second. And in the third, they said, listen, we got to sedate you. We got to bring you onto the stage in a Hannibal Lecter mask. And we got to chain you to the floor like King Kong if you're going to do this debate. And so they put all sorts of restrictions on Donald Trump, turning off his microphone when it wasn't his turn, telling him, look, man, you're going to be on camera. Remember, when Joe Biden's talking, you're still on camera. Try and look normal. And what happened? That third debate actually went pretty well for Donald Trump because they put filters on him. Don't you see? Don't you get it? Ah, what's the use? I'm not going to talk anymore about the CNN town hall thing. That's it. All right. That's it. I just wanted to play a clip because I was surprised to find it of at least one left leaning 
show having the same pers- perspective as I did. Now, let me tell you, the Pod Save America guys, I don't like those guys. I don't like them. The main reason I don't like them is because they say sort of way too much. Please stop with the sort of every two seconds. But the other reason I don't like them is because they steal from my show. They steal from my show. I know they do. Now, I went and checked. After I heard that clip, I went and checked to see if I did my show first about the Trump town hall before they did their show about the Trump town hall. And sure enough, yes, thankfully, I did my show first so I can accuse them of stealing from me. But not only do they steal from me, they're all buddies with Obama because they worked in the Obama administration. And so they steal from me and then they tell Obama what I say. And then Obama steals from me. Here, listen to this clip just recently, just a few days ago, I think it was, of Obama when asked about what's the biggest threat to the country. Listen to this clip from Obama. What about this country keeps you up at night? The thing that I'm most worried about is the degree to which we now have a divided conversation, in part because we have a divided media. Today, what I'm most concerned about is the fact that because of the splintering of the media, we almost occupy different realities. Now, how many times have I said that? It's pertinent near the whole point of this podcast. Obama's asked, what's the biggest threat? He doesn't say MAGA Republicans. He doesn't say white extremism. He doesn't say illegal immigrants coming here, having babies every six months. No, he says a divided conversation, which leads to two different realities. And he doesn't blame one side or the other. Mm -mm -mm -mm. He realizes it's both sides. Stealing right from my show. Now, there might be some people out there listening for the first time saying to themselves, is this guy serious? Is this guy seriously saying Obama and these Pod Save America guys steal from his show? Is he being serious? Uh, Am I being serious? Is the empirical atomic radius of magnesium 0.15 nanometers? No, no, it's not. It's 0.16 nanometers. We all know that. So, no, I'm not being serious. I'm joking, of course. A ton of people, a ton of people say the information divide is a major problem, if not our biggest problem right now. And yet we keep doing it. We keep shutting out information we don't like, we don't agree with. I thank you for not doing that here. I thank you for listening to this podcast. Even if you don't agree with everything I say, even if you don't agree with most of what I say, I thank you for investing your time. Please continue to share the show. You know I appreciate it when you do. Copy and paste the link from Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Maybe you've done it in the past, but what have you done for me lately? Follow me on those platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give the show a rating. Trying to get big. Trying to get out there. told you I don't like those guys from Pod Save America because they say sort of too much and they steal from me. But there's another reason I don't like them. When I first started this podcast, I sent it to their network, Crooked Media. And I thought for sure I'd hear back from them offering me a job. But I didn't. They didn't recognize my genius. Well, guess what? 
I wouldn't take a job from them now for a million dollars. I'm joking again. I'm joking. I'm definitely joking. Please give me a job. Please. Anybody. I'll work for minimum wage. I'll work for the first six months for free. Please. Please give me a job. I can't keep cleaning toilets. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.